is January 16th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Another Bruins beat. I can't believe it's already for the third one of 2019. Man, the New Year's January climb. And guess what? It's fine for the Bruins as well. I mean, uh, as I record this, they'll be in Philly on Wednesday night uh, after I record this. And then they come right back to Boston. They play St. Louis. Uh, we'll get into St. Louis in a bit. And actually, we'll talk a bit about Philly as well. Uh, we're going to talk some trade rumors here on this latest episode of the Bruins beat. Uh, they'll play St. Louis Thursday, and then on Saturday they play the Rangers, and then they are done uh, for their January break. Uh, they will be off from the 20th to the 29th. Uh, I think actually they'll go back to practice on the 28th, but their next game uh, after the 19th will be January 29th at home against the Winnipeg Jets. That'll be a tough one. Uh, but easy ones if they play it right here. Coming up, they got the Flyers Wednesday, the Blues Thursday, the Rangers uh, Saturday. Like I said, all teams out of the playoff picture. The Blues, though, as of late, coming on a bit, but then they were smoked, uh, I believe, um, by Carolina, I want to say, on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, they got smoked, so um, they maybe got a dose of reality that they're not really in the playoff line. They need to stop kidding themselves, and I think they know that, and that's why uh, as we discussed on the Garden Report on ice, I urge you to check it out on clnsmedia.com. Um, it, it was just really interesting after we had reported to you uh, about two weeks ago now that the Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues are uh, engaged in some serious trade talks that had become focused on a Blues center-slash-winger, Braden Shen, who's got, I believe, two years left on his deal there uh, in St. Louis. But they had become, uh, excuse a year after this left on his deal, they had become focused on him, and I said he'd be a great fit here, and I tossed around some names saying maybe a, a, Matt Grizz, a package of Matt Grizzlick, Danton Heinen, and a pick would get it done. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of scoffed at me and said, well, why wouldn't they go for Tarasenko? And also said, you know, you don't know what you're talking about and all this. And look, I want to get this off my chest. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, – Keyboard warriors, I like to call them out there, whether they're in chat rooms or on Twitter, and they sit around and they sit there and they take shots at people and uh, they try to tell, you know, people in the media like myself that my sources aren't legit and my sources, they'll say my sources are in my head or I'm making this up or I'm just throwing shit against the wall. I even had Michael Felder from 985 The Sports Up say that to me. You know what, Michael Felder? Kiss my ass. Seriously, kiss my ass for saying that. You're not digging, talking to scouts and management people and working your ass off trying to get to the bottom of something when you hear a rumor and, and, and fall in a lead. You're just sitting there in a nice 98.5 studios or a nice studio at the Super Bowl or somewhere with Tony Maserati glued to your ass there and, and just agreeing with everything you say. And you think you can take shots at me? Why don't you have me come on your show again sometime? We'll talk about it, okay? And for all those people out there at HF Boards, too, you know, want to sit there and, and knock me and say, well, we're not going to believe it to Bob McKenzie and Darren Drager and all those people say, well, guess what, folks? They're saying it now. They're saying that Braden Shen is available. They're saying that the Blues and Bruins are talking. They're saying that it makes a lot of sense. So 
there, there it is. You know, I wasn't lying. I don't throw this shit against the wall. I gather, I gather reports. I do my due diligence, and when I feel the time is right, I report it. And I felt the time was right, and guess what? I was right because the other night, Canadians Bruins game on Monday, the St. Louis Blues had their vice president of hockey operations, Dave Taylor, there. They had their assistant GM Billy Armstrong. Uh, they had their director of pro scouting, Ken McDonald, there. And they had two other scouts in attendance. And, yes, you can say, oh, that's because the Bruins are playing the Blues on Thursday. And doing no, you don't send that many people and that high up people to scout, to do advanced scouting for a game coming up, especially when, you know, chances are you're not making the playoffs. All right? So they were there for a reason. They were there to scout players. Now, they could very well be have been there to, to scout Canadians players as well. And I want to get to that in a second. Bruins fans, I, I hate to say it, and I hate to burst your bubble and, and, and make you, you know, scared that the Canadians are once again going to break the collective hearts of Bruins Nation, but it could happen. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. But they were there to scout players, and it just so happened that at the same time, the Bruins were having their team meetings, their organizational meetings. Now, you know, most teams fly uh, their scouts and management and and so on down to, you know, the likes of Florida or Arizona. They do some golfing. They have some team bonding. They get together. They have a couple pops and a nice warm weather. You know, but Jeremy Jacobs, say, gotta, you just built that new entrance there at TD Garden, so I'm sure he's a little tight on the money these days, right? Good old Jeremy Jacobs has got to do a little penny pinching, and he has his team come to frigid Boston and have their meetings in the bottles of TD Garden. Uh, but guess what? They were there in full force. At the same time that the St. Louis scouting contingent was there, I saw them talking to each other. They're definitely talking deals. There's your proof. And then on top of that, like I said, let's get to the Canadians. The Canadians had uh, a big scouting contingent there. They had their GM, Mark Bergman. They also had uh, a director of hockey operations there. Um, They had their vice president of hockey operations. they had a large scouting contingent. They had two other scouts as well. I saw them chatting with the Blues. So, you know, while the Bruins are definitely looking to improve, and if you look at it right now, the Bruins are more of a contender than the Montreal Canadiens. This was supposed to be a re- rebuilding year. As I speak right now, points-wise, the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens are tied in the standings thanks to that overtime win by the Canadiens in Boston on Monday and then a 5-1 drubbing of the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. Watch out for the Canadians. They've got some of the most, I, I think, one of the biggest uh, amounts of cap space in the NHL right now. Uh, they said that they're not going to go crazy. He'd love to add, a, you know, Mark Bergeron is on record saying he doesn't want to give up a lot for a rental. Um, he'd rather add somebody with term that helps now and in the future. And I believe when he says that, but at the same time, you know, I see my colleague up in Montreal, Stu Cowan, talking about he's out to breakfast on uh, Wednesday. And, you know, people around him in the cafe he's in are talking about how they can't stop watching the Canadians. And, and in the beginning of the season, they didn't want anything to do with them. Habs fever is catching on right now up in Montreal, okay? The media is, is starting to fall in love with that team up there. Don't tell me that as the trade deadline gets closer and the pressure gets on that Mark Berger and Mike changes too. He's got a ton of cap space. And you know what? When you have Carey Price between the pipes and he can take over a game like he did Monday in Boston and you got to shut down defensemen like Shane Weber, 
why not add a couple more complimentary pieces? If it's not sacrificing the future too much, okay, you don't want to give up a first-rounder because you got a great draft coming up right now uh, in June. But if it's not sacrificing the future too much, do it if you're Mark Bergevin. And can you imagine if they ever surpass the Toronto Maple Leafs? They're only two, point, two points back of, of the Maple Leafs right now. Uh, or if they surpass the – you know, you could potentially see a Montreal-Boston playoff matchup. The Maple Leafs are falling right now, folks. They're booing their defenseman, Jake Gardner, up there. They're falling apart. They're in, as I, I believe it was, um, I want to say Jeff Merrick or Doug Arms or somebody on Sportsnet the other day. I was listening to Hockey Central. I listen to it every day. It's a good show for you guys to listen to there on Sportsnet uh, from noon to one. And they were saying that, you know, look, the, the Leafs are in a malaise right now. All right? And they can't figure it out. And Kyle Dubas should have addressed this. He shouldn't have been worried about William Nealon. He should have traded his holding out ass a long time ago for a defenseman because that's what this team needs right now. They need a legit number one or at least a legit number two defenseman. And I'm going to predict this right now. I'm going to predict that the Toronto Maple Leafs fall out of the two and three slots in the Atlantic Division and end up seven or eight in the Eastern Conference. And the Bruins and Canadians playing the first round. And I'm telling you right now, that scares the hell out of me, but I feel it coming. And I could totally see Carey Price stealing the series if Bergerman goes out and adds some complimentary pieces at the deadline. So in order to prevent that, Don Sweeney needs to act because the window's closing for Patrice Bergeron and Zdeno Chara right now. All right? And to an extent for Tuka Rask. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I know I'm guilty of it myself. I mean, right now, I got this huge cut on my hand, on my thumb, and it seems to be bubbling up a bit and getting infected. And yet, yeah, I'm all right. I'll just put a little little batch of tracing on it or something. No big deal. You know, no big deal. Now, by no means am I trying to make a segue into erectile dysfunction here, but that can be a similar problem. Hopefully for you, it doesn't involve any infections. But erectile dysfunction itself can be an infection that we all want to cure. We all want to put that ointment on it and get it taken care of. Again, though, that would not be a pretty picture. But let, let's go on. I digress. Anyhow, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash beat, fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with the doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this stuff works. I've tried it. It's great. Go online right now and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy. You can become Roman and grab it by the horns there. Go take care of it now. So for a free online visit, go to roman.com slash B. Again, that's get Roman, excuse me, getroman.com slash B. Again, getroman.com slash B for a free online visit. And by the way, I'm just going to tease it now. I'm working on something pretty big when it comes to Tuka Rask. Um, 
and his status in Boston and, and if he finishes his career here, has he, has he, you know, been offered in a trade before? There's a lot of stuff going around. I'm not quite confirmed, but this man, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So, you know, if you listen to his words after the Winter Classic, when they said, you know, he said, what do you ta-, uh, I think Pierre Maguire asked him, what are you taking away from this experience and this win? It was a statement win, of course, and Bruins have been a better team since. And Duca said, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe the next time around I'm sitting up there with you in the press box having a few beers. But it was the tone he said it, and it was almost like, is he, is he implying he's retiring? Is he implying he's not a, he's not around with the Bruins anymore soon? I, it was really weird. So I've been looking into that. I'll try to get you something on it next week or the week after here, uh, especially as we get closer to the trade deadline. But um, let's get back to the Bruins. They need to go out as far as I'm concerned. Forget Vladimir Tarasenko. He's, he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Right now, in order, my focus, is, my focus would be go out and get Braden Shen, okay? from the St. Louis Blues, and then get Matt Duchesne. That's right. A, a guy that the Bruins are rumored to be in on when he was in Colorado before he went to Ottawa. There was a lot of talk they were going to trade uh, Brandon Carlo for him. I'm glad they didn't because Brandon Carlo is turning into, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be a Hall of Famer like uh, Zanano Char, but he's going to be the next shutdown guy for the Bruins. I mean, this kid is legit. Uh, defenseman here, and, and it's really been great seeing him develop. So I'm glad I was wrong when I said they should have traded him for Deshane. But now you got another chance at Deshane, maybe. His agent and Ottawa management were to meet on Wednesday to see if the Senators could extend him or see if he wants to stay or if he's going to test the market. You know what? If he comes out of that saying he's going to test the market, then the Senators are going to trade him. They're going to start taking offers for him. I say right now, and, you know, Mark Stone would be nice as well, but I have a feeling that centers are going to do everything they can. They'd rather keep Mark Stone than Matt Duchesne if they had to choose between the two. So I say go for Duchesne. And if you have to, you go and you give up. I don't know if I'd give up a first-round pick because it could be a rental, uh, but I'd give up some top prospects. I'd, I'd look at, like, the likes of uh, Zaboro. Um, you know, I'd look at those guys. I believe Zaboro even played with uh, – what should be the rookie of the year in uh, Senators defenseman Thomas Javad. Um, you know, maybe Ottawa wants to put them back together. There could be some chemistry there. Uh, you, you trade Lousen. There's all sorts of guys that could trade. Ryan Donato's out there if they want him. Um, but those are the two guys I get because I still think the Bruins need a legit third-line center. JFK is not getting the job done. So this is my message to the Bruins right now. Go get Braden Shen and Matthew Shane at whatever cost, except a first-rounder this year. Whatever else is the cost, obviously, you know, you've got your untouchables on the roster, but I'm talking in terms of young players and prospects. Whatever the cost is, Don Sweeney, make it happen. All right, so that's my take on the latest trade updates with the Bruins here, and sorry I had to vent about kind of the hate I was getting, but, you know, people got to understand it. When I come to you and I say that this, these teams are talking, that's exactly what I mean, they're talking. It doesn't mean that I'm saying Braden Shen or Matthew Shane is going to get traded to the Bruins. These are my suggestions based on these teams talking with each other. And I'm just giving you the most up-to-date reports I have. I'm not saying he's going to end up a Bruin. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, so don't come flying at me if it doesn't happen and say, well, you said the Bruins were going to get this guy. No, I never said that. Stop putting words in my mouth. And I mean that. Michael Felder, bring me on the show. Let's talk some hockey. Let's see if you can last five minutes 
without Tony Maz jumping in and agreeing with everything you say, he won't be able to anyways because his mouth's glued to your ass. Uh, but bring me on. Let's talk. Trade deadline's coming. You want some real legit hockey news? Bring me on your show because that's what we're doing over here at CLNS Media. I also want to thank Evan Marinovsky. did a great job. Well, he's back here on break from UMass, and he's going back to UMass. I wish him luck in the second semester. But he did a great job filming and taking some video with me, covering the Bruins. He's a star in the making. We're glad to have him on board here at CLNS Media. And I'm glad to be part of the Bruins division here at CLNS Media. Um, and we're going to give you as much up-to-date and in-depth uh, trade rumor coverage as we get closer to the February 25th trade deadline in the NHL. All that being said, I'm Jimmy Murphy, and this has been another edition of the Bruce Beach here on CLS Media.